The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Radio is your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, November 4th, 2021. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and man alive. I cannot believe how quickly the year, the season is flying by. It's November 4th. Like I said, 11-4. Micah Parsons, Dak Prescott Day. The Cowboys are 6-1. and one, Likely to get to 7-1 and one this week against the Denver Broncos. Not trying to count any chickens before they hatch, but obviously the Cowboys are heavy favorites. Our friends at DraftKings had them as 7-point favorites when odds first opened up at the beginning of the week. Uh, at the time of this recording, late Wednesday evening, uh, they're 9-point favorites now, so things swaying, moving further in their direction. Probably because the Dallas Cowboys are doing something that they should have done a long time ago. The Dallas Cowboys this Sunday, my friends, are wearing the 1976 bicentennial helmets. That's right, the silver helmet with the blue star that we all love that has the white stripe, the main one down the middle, the navy one on the side, but instead of the other navy one bordering it, it is a red stripe. The red, white, and blue, beautiful colors of the United States of America's team. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. This game is at noon, so we're going to get some, like, you know, November sun bouncing through the AT&T Stadium windows. It's just going to kiss the helmets of the Cowboys ever so slightly. I'm so excited about it. I'm so pumped for this game. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since the Cowboys beat the Broncos. 1995, the last time, as many people uh, have been talking about this week. 1995, also the last time that the Atlanta Braves won the World Series before they did so on Tuesday night. Congratulations to uh, the Braves fans around here. I'm an Astros fan, so yeah, uh, congrats. Earned it. Great job. Um, and I tweeted this. I, you know, If you know me, you know I like to have some fun with this kind of stuff. When the Atlanta Braves last won their previous World Series, before this year, obviously, it was in 1995. At the moment that they won the World Series, the Dallas Cowboys were 6-1 and one in their second season under their head coach at the time. Now, that head coach was obviously Barry Switzer. And the Dallas Cowboys, present time, after the Atlanta Braves won the World Series, are 6-1 and one in their second season under Mike McCarthy. 
Just saying, just you know, it's just that's the thing. Like the the vibes are good right now, as uh, as BLG was saying on the NFC's mixtape earlier this week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, highly encourage you. It's one of the you know one of my favorite shows that I do every week. Get a chance to look at the division as a whole, and obviously it's a a bit more of a fun process for me this year than it is Brandon Gouten. Um, you can listen to that podcast here, obviously, but we also publish it on the Bleeding Green Nation side of things here at SB Nation, so that Eagles fans can listen to it and. Brandon Gowden, who is the main man over at Bleeding Green Nation, said he believes that Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl this year. So um, the vibes are very good indeed. But obviously, there's a long way to go. You know, we're all having fun. We're all enjoying it. But like I said a minute ago, when it comes to the Denver Broncos, we don't want to count these chickens before they hatch. And, you know, something um, that, that the guys were talking about that Connor said actually on Talking the Star this week, and go back and listen to that here in your Blog on the Boys podcast feed. By the way, if you haven't yet, please do subscribe here to the Blog on the Boys podcast feed. And please leave a rating. Please write a review. Those things help us out so 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 much cannot tell you how much we appreciate that if you're also in a subscribing sort of mood go subscribe to the blog of the boys youtube channel our madden stream for this week's game uh should be up by the time you're listening to this uh, or at least you know we'll be coming out very soon after this if you if you get here really early uh we'll also have our game preview our preview show rather going up later on this week uh as we explore who the denver broncos are what they offer what their threats are uh so on and so forth obviously don't have von miller but something that is important for the Cowboys to focus on is actually something that Mike McCarthy touched on on Wednesday. Uh, Coach McCarthy noted during his first press conference of the week that the Cowboys spent six to eight minutes on Wednesday talking about penalties. And this is this is an interesting thing. And to get back to what Connor said, Connor actually noted on Talking the Star, I know I'm jumping all over the place here today, but that's how we roll here on the OHR, right? Um, Connor noted that the Cowboys are you know, he said shooting themselves in the foot a couple of times a game, about five to 10 times. And, you know, I, I think that that's what's noteworthy is that the Cowboys are, and we talked about this on the round table this week, but they're, they're having success despite the fact that they are making some mistakes. They are, you know, doing some, some wonky things or missing out on some opportunities. And, you know, those aren't necessarily dooming them in these games, which is really encouraging. And, you know, it isn't all the Cowboys. I mean, it's somewhat poor decisions from the coaching that they're you know facing off against the coaches they're facing off against that is uh bill belichick for example milking the clock at the end of the first half or punting like a coward on fourth and three near midfield in overtime or brandon staley choosing not to call any timeouts in favor of getting justin herbert the ball or mike zimmer not knowing how to call timeouts late in the game and so while people look at those things as demerits you know and, and say well you know that the Cowboys aren't really doing anything, you know, that's other coaches having issues. Those are issues that Mike McCarthy's not making. And that's why I'm excited about Mike McCarthy tinkering, you know, tinkering might not be the right word, but working on this penalty situation uh, for the Cowboys. Now, I wrote about this. It should be up on Thursday at some point at the site, blogontheboys.com. Have a nifty couple of charts in there from Aiden Davis, our fantastic contributor who was great on the roundtable earlier this week. Uh, so if you, you know, if you want a visual aid for this discussion, you can head on over to blogontheboys.com or you can tweet me or Instagram me. My DMs are open at RJ Ocho and I can get it to you. But, um, the Cowboys are on pace to literally be one of the most penalized playoff teams ever. And so I know you hear that. You're like, whoa, not good. And I know, not necessarily good. Uh, but allow me to explain. So the Dallas Cowboys currently are being penalized 8.3 times per game and a 
you know, giving away about 70 yards a game. So think about that. Think, I mean, think about, we talk about how explosive the Cowboys offense is, right? Like they pick up 400 yards a game, 450 yards a game, even 350 yards, even 300 yards a game. But if you, they're giving away 70 yards a game, basically on average when it comes to, you know, penalties and things like that. And some penalties are bigger, you know, you get your five yards here, you get your 10, you know, sometimes you got the unfortunate pass interference. It's a, if it's a big play, 30 yards, 40 yards, whatever. But on average, Cowboys surrendering 70 yards a game on penalties. That's not good. And when you hear that, when you hear, man, they're, you know, on average being called for 8.3 penalties per game. And, you know, again, these penalties range. But I can tell you one thing. They're not choking people out like Harrison Smith was, C.D. Lamb. But uh, 8.3 times per game, 70 yards a game, and they are still 6-1. and one. That is amazing. And that's the point I agree with Connor on when it comes to what he said on Talking the Stars. The Cowboys are making these little whoopsie-daisies, but they're still winning. And some of that is their own merit, right? Some of that is the things that they're doing. They're, they're pulling off these heroic things. They're pulling off this third and 11 with Zeke Elliott down near the end of the game against the Vikings, right? They're pulling off a, a fourth down conversion to Cedric Wilson in New England. They're having these, you know, they're you know threading those particular needles, and that's really working out for them. And that isn't sustainable, right? Like, at some point, there will be a regression of the mean of sorts, and and so you can't bank on that. But what you can do is work on these penalties. Now, here's the thing. Um, you know, over it's, it's in the Super Bowl era, so the merger since 1970, um, teams that make the playoffs on average have about 6.2 penalties per game. So it's not like the Cowboys are like really far away from this. You know, 8.3 to 6.2, about two more penalties a game the Cowboys are drawing, you know, compared to most play or all playoff teams on average. Again, we're talking about averages over 50 years here, longer than 50 years. And so Cowboys, about two more penalties a game. So they need to get closer to six, right? 6.2 is the average. And generally speaking, these playoff teams on average gave up about 52 penalty yards per game. So that's where the big difference is. I mean, playoff teams on average getting called for 52 penalty yards per game. The Cowboys currently 70 yards per game. That's 28 more yards, not 28. Goodness gracious, bad math by me. 18 more yards, but 18 yards makes a difference because it's not just 18 yards on one play. It's five yards here, five yards there, five yards here, five yards there, right? I mean, I know that's 20, but that's maybe four first downs, right? You know, that's, that's, you know, that's a big deal, right? That's maybe four drives kept alive. You know, the Dallas Cowboys waived Bradley Anai earlier this week on Wednesday. He cleared waivers back on the practice squad. So if you're a Bradley Anai truth, they're not going anywhere technically yet. But Bradley Anai had an offsides penalty against the Minnesota Vikings on a Vikings possession that was about to be a punt. And because of that Bradley Anai penalty, that one penalty for five yards, right? We're talking about the averages here, but that one penalty for five yards keeps the Vikings drive alive. And you talk one five, that gave the Vikings three more points that they otherwise would not have had. Now think about this for a second, all right? You know, and I know I'm jumping all over the place. Like I said, I know I've already said this, but I've had a coffee, so I'm feeling pretty good. Cowboys are driving down late in that game, down 13 to 16, right? And they get the touchdown Amari Cooper rush, and it's awesome and everything, but it would have been a, a very different thing if those three points don't happen from Minnesota, right? And you can play that game, you know, all the way back. Maybe Minnesota's a little bit more aggressive if they don't have those three more points, whatever. But if we just remove that field goal, if Bradley and I doesn't jump offsides, if the Vikings don't keep that drive alive, if the Vikings have to punt to the Cowboys and everything else plays itself out, then all of a sudden that drive is very different for the Cowboys. And maybe, you know, if, if we're playing ifs, ands, and buts and stuff, I mean, maybe Zeke Elliott doesn't convert that third down, that third 
and 11. I mean, that was impressive, but that was a really unlikely conversion as Next Gen Stats chronicled. And so if he doesn't, then the Cowboys have to kick a field goal. And so say the Cowboys had lost this game in overtime because of that. We'd be sitting here saying, man, you know, that sucked. But we'd also be sitting here saying it should not have even been that close because Bradley and I gave the Minnesota Vikings three more points. And so that's where these penalties really can have a big impact. Yes, we can sit here and talk about the number of yardage that is generally part of this and and how you can divvy it up, five yards here, five yards there, whatever. But we can point to a very specific example in the most recent game that the Dallas Cowboys have played, and we can highlight how it was a swing point in the game that could have potentially altered the way this ultimately went down for the Cowboys. And that is something that you just... and, And it's not even like... Look at the Vikings side of this, right? I mentioned the third and 11. That's such a a butterfly effect moment now that we look back on this game. That conversion, you could argue, happens, obviously because Zeke is incredible. But if that was third and 16, I know that Tony and I talked about this on the 750 this week. Does Zeke convert that? And I'm not trying to say that I'm doubting Zeke or that you're doubting Zeke, but third and 16 is more difficult to convert than third and 11. Do the Cowboys try something different on third and 16? Is it a more simpler check down? Is it a more conservative check down? Do they just hand it off? Do they, you know, some sort of draw? play I mean you know do they play for the field goal to go to overtime they don't have to though because Mike Zimmer has a penalty now Mike Zimmer's penalty is way way more inexcusable than Bradley and I's in my humble opinion but that's where penalties we talk about swing moments and butterfly effects and things like that and these penalties can have that effect but if you're feeling, you know, maybe I stressed you out. Maybe you're thinking, oh my gosh, RJ, now, now I'm panicked. I'm, I'm panicking about penalties. I can't have this anymore. Mike McCarthy spent six to eight minutes on penalties. Dude needs to spend half an hour because the Cowboys cannot have penalties anymore because you just outlined how impactful, how butterfly effective they can be in NFL games. Here's the thing. Um, while the Cowboys are currently being penalized at a higher rate for more yardage than average playoff teams since 1970, they are kind of right in the mix with other division leaders. This was one of those nifty charts I talked about that you can see the visual aid in the article at blogontheboys.com. The Cowboys of all division leaders, and we are at week nine, so right now on the AFC side, you have the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, the Tennessee Titans, and the Las Vegas Raiders. The NFC side, the Green Bay Packers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and of course, the Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys of those eight teams are technically being penalized more often per game than any of them. They have more penalties per game. They're the only team of those eight division leaders that is averaging over eight penalties per game, but they are not averaging the most penalty yards per game. They're right in the same neck of the woods as the Tennessee Titans, so basically a tie for second. Cowboys just a little bit ahead, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually averaging the most penalty yards per game. And so, you know, but ultimately if you're if you're looking for like the general kind of grouping, the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Bucks, the Titans, even the Bills are kind of in the same neck of the woods being penalized at the same sort of rate the Cardinals and the Ravens kind of where you want to be kind of near that average playoff team mark meanwhile the Green Bay Packers to this point obviously a very impressive team and we'll see what happens on Sunday with Jordan Love starting at quarterback Packers currently averaging four and a half about four and a half I'm I'm rounding here penalties per game and under 45 penalty yards per game and so if you know if we're to assume right if, if there is regression to the mean in a lot of things it's something that we mention a lot when it comes to different things if the Cowboys were able to regress to the mean and kind of get closer to the average for playoff teams, and again, that's an average since 1970, well then, you know, logic would suggest that the Green Bay Packers will regress in the opposite direction, right? If the Green Bay Packers are playing far more disciplined football right now, good for them, but maybe they'll start to, you know, pick up more penalties, things like that. And so my point is, 
if you are panicking, you don't have to. Uh, this is kind of normal. It's not great, not ideal, not what we want to see, but it isn't foreign for teams that are among the elite here in 2021. And that's kind of the last thing I want to talk about today. I mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and you know that story is what it is. I just, you know, we're here to talk about the football of it all. Uh, and we talked about this on the roundtable on um, on Tuesday, but the Green Bay Packers could very well lose this week, right? They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, who have not been that great. Still a, a great offense from an EPA standpoint, and we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe this is their opportunity, and if the Chiefs win this game, then all of a sudden they've, they've won two in a row. They're above 500. That's a whole different story. Um, something I'll talk about with Pete Sweeney on the SB Nation NFL show. Uh, if you like NFL podcasts, um, I do host two shows over there as well on Mondays and Thursdays if you want to hear them. Uh, obviously, we talk about and cover the league as a whole, but that is the SB Nation NFL show. So since today is Thursday, you can hear myself and Rob Stats Carrera on the look ahead. We will be previewing every single game this week, including the Cowboys-Broncos matchup and, of course, this Chiefs-Packers one. But that's an opportunity, right? Like if we're, if we're just getting down to brass tacks here and talking about, you know, okay, Cowboys, you, you got to pick up some wins and you got to have some other teams, you know, drop some games if you want to be the one seed. This, and, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to talk vaccinations and p- your political thoughts on it. I, I mean, I totally, completely respect everybody's thoughts on this, but you get my point. I want to get down to the football here. And the reality is that Aaron Rodgers, by not being vaccinated, as was the report and discussion all day long on Wednesday, put himself in a position where this could happen. And so now the Green Bay Packers, if they lose this game, and and if they win, all this conversation's moot, right? Like that's what happens in the NFL. You win and all your problems go away. But if the Green Bay Packers lose this game, and think about that, if they lose this game and say they lose out on the first round bye, and there's only one first round bye, as we all know, if they lose out on it to the Cowboys, or even if they lose out on it to somebody else, to the Bucks or the Rams or the Cardinals, whoever it is, if they lose out on because of this one game, because they lost to the Chiefs, because Jordan Love had to play and not Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that's a that's a you want to talk butterfly effects. Like that's a big butterfly effect because of Aaron Rodgers' decision that he's entitled to make. But we're talking again about the football of it all here. And so the Green Bay Packers could drop a game this week. Kyler Murray did not practice on Wednesday. This show that you're listening to obviously drops on Thursday morning. So we'll certainly see what happens as the week unfolds for him. But the Arizona Cardinals are playing the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not personally all too optimistic <laughs> that uh, that Arizona will will drop that game. But hey, you know we'll never uh, you know you can never count anything out. Even the Cowboys lose into the Broncos. You know, it's, it's the NFL. And look, the reality is the Cowboys are not going to lose a game wearing these bicentennial helmets. So, like, that's a that's a unique thing. <laughs> uh, but the Cardinals, I don't think, are dropping a game this week. The Rams, they are playing the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry. And Adrian Peterson's obviously there now. We'll see, you know, ultimately what happens there. But that's possible. I, I, I think... You know, it's it's strange to say that the Chiefs beating the Packers is not the the best the best shot that the Cowboys have in terms of you know an NFC contender taking a loss this week. And I think it is. I still think it is. I mean, the Chiefs have obviously again not been themselves, but I feel more confident in the Chiefs beating Green Bay than I do the Titans beating the Rams. Uh, but maybe we get lucky. Maybe some AFC teams help us out, and we certainly are uh, are interested to see what happen you know, what is happening there. But um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in case you're curious, why we didn't mention them, they are on their bye this week, so no loss for them but they are coming off of a loss against the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, you know, hey, good times. But, uh, yeah, so it's a good week. It's a good week. It's a fun week. Um, time to get back to work, though. You know, bicentennial stuff, everything's good. So um, let's work on the penalties, right? No penalties. No more penalties. If That's the goal. Get at, no more than, you know, they're averaging over eight. Right now, let's, let's 
let's go small with the goals. Let's let's kind of build up to where we want to get to. Seven penalties is the goal for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. Lock it. All right. Uh, have a good day. Have, have a great day. I mean, have, just have a beautiful, wonderful, fantastic, perfect day. Like, have the best possible day that you could ever possibly have. I mean, I want you to just take this day, Thursday, November 4th, 2021 i want you to just have the best i want you to have the best breakfast best lunch best dinner watch your favorite shows watch thursday night football whatever it is watch something you're streaming i mean whatever get ready for the yellowstone premiere this weekend i mean i don't know i mean just whatever is going down in your neck of the woods i hope it is exactly what you want i hope you have the best day ever i hope you have the greatest day of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out.